Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's a Quebec Nordiques kind of episode. Here we go again, episode 48. I'm here with the boys. It's a bigger, larger, and uncut episode going forward of the 1973 podcast. Fellas, are you ready to get going? Let's make Big it happen. Big things trying to make happen here. Big things. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we need to do some housekeeping first here at the beginning of the before we even get started so uh due to the fact that uh we are still couch fishing and stuff like that we've had to change uh our law firms now we've had to go to a, a private attorney uh it's sam lyman uh you know sam small print lyman uh you know you, you know we never travel with home without him so that's you know, right we never leave home without our uh long time yeah. attorney Sam, uh, you know, small print lineman. Yeah, I mean, he's only been on the payroll for you know all of uh, basically five days. So you know, yep, um, unfortunately, yep. uh, you know, Bleeker, Bleeker, and Kohaga, they they were too expensive of a law firm for us, so we uh, we had to let them go. Unfortunately, yeah. So, so we had to go with we had to go with a more hockey related guy. So there you go, there you go. <laughs> so uh, speaking of that, Ed, it's yes, your sir. time. This is your. We it's always my time. All right. Yep. So this is Brian. Hey, hey. This is uh, here we go. Here we go. This is sponsored by Goongar, Goongar.com. Use the promo code 1973. Guess what? Best fitting mouth guards in in the galaxy. Takes you 10 seconds to fit them in your mouth. You can talk with them. You can play with them. You can talk smack. And, you know, I I know a couple guys on this podcast could probably talk smack and wear them at the same time, too. So, you know, I believe it's the man with the big C on his chest. He can certainly do that. He can show the best. There you go. Your captain, you know, set speed, whoops, you know, whoops speed, you know, Mr. Zulu. All right. So this is uh, this is from Jamie from uh, Galway, Ireland. I mean, so look at that. I mean, we are going we are going across the pond. Can you believe this? So it says, hey, guys, uh, Jamie from Galloway, Galway, Ireland. I came across your podcast on Spotify and thought, not bad. My question is your opinion on other podcasts. Have you ever appeared on or and to promote yours? We have not. Uh, I'm gonna kick it around to these these uh, fine, unclassy gentlemen, and uh, you know, you guys go first, and I'll clean it up at the end. Okay, uh, so let me let me jump on this grenade first. Uh, I watch a lot of podcasts. I try to uh, kind of get a template of what is kind of relevant, what flows really well. And so I can't say that I do not watch other podcasts. <laughs> I really do. It's for uh, educational purposes only. Uh, I would love. Uh, to spread out some of these guys and let them do some interviews and promote the podcast on other formats. If uh, anybody who's watching that has a podcast, I'd love to send Chris, Brad, Tom, uh, Ed, even on another podcast and just promote what we do. Uh, that way I don't have to uh, get long winded with, with some of the stuff that, that goes on with this podcast behind the scenes. But uh, we do watch, and, well, at least me, I do watch, especially like Joe Rogan's podcast, and I uh, I really enjoy Jim Cornette's podcast. That's probably my favorite wrestling podcast uh, as far as talking old school stories and truth about wrestling and none of this modern day BS. But uh, as far as that goes, guys, what what's your thoughts on other podcasts, and would you go on another podcast? Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I'd, I'd do an interview. Uh, that that's fine. I I watch uh, a couple sports ones. I don't watch a, a ton of them. I'm just starting to get into them a little bit more, and that's more to like go on and see how they do it and see if I we can pick up any 
pointers and see what works for them and if it were, would work for us and just see how the uh, the flow works and how if they flow any differently and if what they do is better. And But, but yeah, definitely. I, I definitely listen and uh, take notes. Chris? Yeah, I'm a truck driver, man. I drive all night. I can't watch videos or YouTube or any of that. So I'm watching podcasts all day. Rogan's one of my favorites. I love doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely dabble around and, uh, you give me a bottle of whiskey. I'll go on any podcast and make a fool of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you got Brad? So, uh, I mean, I would love to be on another podcast too. I mean, this, this whole experience with y'all has just been, you know, pretty fun, pretty amazing time just hanging out and chilling and whatnot. Um, I, I like Theo Vaughn's podcast. If you, know, if you guys know him, he's a comedian. Uh, Sam Tripoli's where I go for all my conspiracy theories. And Sam has like three or four spinoff podcasts that I listen to. Um, Andrew Schultz is a good one. If you guys are into uh, comedians and, you know, and all Andrew Schultz does is surround his homeboys. They just get basically drunk and, and, and talk shit to their uh, whoever their guest is for two hours. You know, um, I've actually been thinking about starting my own podcast, but I don't know. Uh, that seems like a lot of work too. So I kind of like just appearing on this one and letting Andy do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thought, Brad. I, I like the way you think. Ed, what do you got? Oh man, I think it would be a lot of fun to go on somebody else's podcast and promote us. I, I think it would be a lot of fun. I mean, I do listen to Rogan every now and again. I listen to Jocko's podcast. Um, you know, I don't really have a tremendous amount of time to listen to other podcasts, but I mean I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a gigantic lawn to mow anymore. So uh, the podcast listening has gone down to uh, quite minimal. But I mean, if somebody said, "Hey, do you want to come on?" Absolutely. Why not? It'll be a lot of fun. I mean, this has been. You know, this has kind of started off with basically. Uh, you know, our podcast. What started off is pretty much flags with friends. You know, if you uh, get the reference, get the reference. You know, um, and now and all of a sudden now it's like we have you know really good guys, and we, I think that our content has definitely gotten much better as we go along. So. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think uh, this year is going to be better for us this second year than the first year. That's just my thoughts. I think we've opened some doors that weren't available at the beginning. Um, I think we made some really, really good contacts. um, And I'm just hoping to grow it from there. And it seems like, uh, uh, for me, the research that I've done with it is the first uh, week Initially, you get that splash of people want to hear what's relevant, but are they going back and watching older episodes? And I think that's when the best stuff's come in and it kind of pulls you into, hey, maybe I'll I'll go back and watch the full clip of these guys talking about what they were talking about at that time. So yeah, it just staying relevant week to week. And I got that advice from somebody that uh, helps us out um, with the intro to the show. Um, it's tough to get a podcast off the ground week to week because uh, you got to stay consistent in doing it all the time. And that's what I think we've tried to do. Um, and even if it's uh, just to stay in touch and, and create new content, I think would, you know, for me, I think we're in the right direction. What do you guys think? Totally yeah. agree. I agree. Man. I, I think that, you know, I mean, first year is always a learning year, you know, and I think that, you know, by, by having a first year as a learning year, we, we've definitely learned from our mistakes. I mean, just as an example, I mean, we learned from our mistake uh, from last week uh, or two weeks ago with Sean. I mean, we just didn't have enough time. And, you know, it would have been nice to actually be able to to visit with him at the end of the interview and kind of get to know him because, man, that, that, that cat was a seriously, serious, serious, interesting guy to talk to. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he could. I feel like he could have talked for for probably three hours. Yeah, you know? I think uh, what we're gonna start doing too is uh, we're gonna start, um, you know, probably getting bigger people on the show, and then uh, you know we'll we'll give them as much time as they need. It's just, uh, you know, it, like I said, it's a learning curve. Year one, looking forward to year two. So, um, a great email again. Uh, very interesting. I, I like those deep dive emails. And go ahead, Tom. No, I I think it's interesting, and that's that came from Ireland, so it just shows you the reach of the podcast and the internet, and how see we we got we're all over the place. Yeah, uh, me and Tom are on the analytics for the audio podcast, and uh, it's pretty interesting when you see it'll list every episode, and uh, surprisingly, in our top five, the interview we did with Dennis on his life changing uh, journey uh, is in our top five. So you never know. You never know what hit hits home and uh, i think uh i think episode three is our most downloaded episode out of all the uh audio files so you know we're on uh we're on iHot radio spotify pandora uh apple I, itunes so you know we're we're out there it's just a matter of uh if you're uh you know we're not hard to find you just gotta gotta look gotta search it and uh look for the mugs and you will know that it's us so let's get some before we start talking football. Let's talk a little wrestling. A little wrestling. wrestling. Yes. My buddy, my my new friend, Brad, from the deep south, from the mid-south area, if you're going by territories. Uh let's talk some wrestling. You and Chris, you've been dying, chomping at the bit. Let's go. So, Brad, what's the wrestling news for the week? This this is gonna, I'm gonna feed it to you. What do you got? Well, I was just watching SmackDown uh, last night, or yeah, Saturday, Friday night, Jesus. And so anyway, it really feels like that whole Bloodline story is starting to come to its head. Um, you know, they all they have a history, you know, interrupting matches and, and throwing matches and stuff like that. And so on SmackDown, uh, Nick August came out and was like, hey, you guys keep interrupting matches. I've already set the Royal Rumble Fatal 4-Way. Y'all still out here doing this. By the end of the night, Y'all going to be in a, a tag match. It's going to be, you know, three on three. It's going to be Randy Orton, you know, LA Knight, AJ Styles versus the Bloodline. Obviously, Roman Reigns wasn't there. So then Paul Heyman had to go source that third guy. Surprisingly enough, nobody wanted to join in with that. Um, I think they're trying to head that finally, you know. I think it's, it's time. This Bloodline storyline has been running. It has ran its course. You know, I think it, it's time to kind of – but let's let that one go. But, um, you know, I do kind of feel bad for Cody Rhodes on the back burner for all this. Like, they're going to finish these storylines with the bloodline. You know, they're supposed to finish his story. He's supposed to win the championship. And I'm feeling more and more like that's not going to happen. Like, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, a lot of these other stars have come forward. And especially with the return of CM Punk, and they're like, y'all were great in the WWE. Y'all left. Y'all came back. What makes you think that you can just come in and take a have a title shot and take this, take this belt when like you weren't here doing this work? And as much as I love Cody Rhodes, and I'm like, man, I, you know, I kind of feel what they're saying. Like I, I get it, you know. I still want him to to win. I still would like to see him hoist that belt up. You know, his dad never had it had that opportunity. Um, so just for the nostalgia of it, you know, I, I really want to see it. But also, uh, my friend Derek. Uh, he lives in Florida and went to an AEW live event. So shout out, Derek, if you're listening to a podcast, I, I tossed him the link. Um, 
and I'm going to kind of throw him under the bus with a little sneak sneak attack here. Uh, I asked him how the crowd looked, you know, and he said that the four seats were, were packed, but the upper levels was pretty thin. And, you know, just based off the pictures, there was Edge, Sting, all their major stars were there, and they couldn't sell out this venue. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of telling, I think, of, what, of what's going on with this company when – WWE did live at Madison Square Garden, CM Punk's return match, and they sold the place out. You know, so I, I don't know, man. I I think uh, the AEW will will beat this one to death. Uh, AEW caught lightning in a bottle because they needed a a good number two that could compete with WWE at the time. Vince was still at the helm, and you know how Vince is he 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 never really gets it. He gets it promotion-wise. He just doesn't always get it wrestling-wise. So uh, they were a great, but they kind of did it to himself. I mean, yeah. if they right now they're booking still big venues, why don't you go to smaller venues? Why don't you go to the, you know, the ten thousand seat arenas and under, or five thousand seat arenas and smaller, and make the crowd louder in a smaller place, and it seems more jammed. But I, I don't think the promotion really knows how to, you know how to book but uh chris ed tom chime in I well i'm going to chime in here first Go you ahead. know first and foremost i will just say this um aew andy and i are available to be put on contract just for the record okay and i know that <laughs> yeah. brad chris and tom we will be more than happy to come in and become the creative and writers for you guys okay no problem i mean you know uh, you can put tony come put me on a jet any day and I'll come work for you, okay? Um, yep. So I, I got no problem with that. I'm putting my resume out there for you, Tony Khan. Come <laughs> see me, brother. Come listen to me, okay? I mean, uh, I will. I will guarantee. I will hire five people and turn that company around, and you will see some old school wrestling angles that people have never seen before that have actually just been stolen. I mean, we'll we'll get back to the yellow dog gimmick. We'll we'll blind somebody's eye and have them think that they didn't see the first birth of their kids we'll we'll do the whole thing we'll do the whole thing over again yeah. and these kids will never know what happened and no, we'll, no. first people are firing is young bucks sorry they're just a detriment oh. to wrestling sorry well, well you remember like the heyday the attitude era like wwe peaked when wcw was also at its best like wwe needs aew to be successful that's period. right and yeah. andy you said it best last week wwe's got three brands between raw next and smackdown they need to trim down the talent like you said combine these 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 two brands and make it just raw smackdown but under one echelon and aew has to be successful if something happens to aew wwe will equally suffer but it's just gonna happen hey just a real quick thing just to put the territory thing in play the world-class area, you know, with the Von Erics, everybody's a Von Erics fan now. Everybody watched the Von Erics. It's the new sexy thing. They see, you know, the whole deal. I was there, the blah, 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 blah. They ran that whole territory with eight rostered guys, which is a revolving bottom. Eight guys. And and three or four of them were the Von Erich brothers. So go figure how you can run a, a promotion successfully for a long time. I mean, the greed kicks in after a while too. That's why they all went out of business, but you can run a promotion thin, keep top tier talent. And if, if you're not mid, see you later. 
all that. You don't need people do not want to see women's wrestling. I'll be the first one to say it. they do not want to watch a two hour show with any women's wrestling. I've been saying here's, that. Here's here's my view on that. I valets. Everybody likes a, a hot valet, the Missy Hyatt, the Sherry Martell, the one that's going to get involved with her pocketbook or hit somebody with a pocketbook with a brick in it, that grab an ankle, you know, distract the referee. That's all we want to see. That I'm sorry. I'll be the one to say it. If, if you hate me, send send an email. We'll, we'll love yeah, to talk. Uh, Andy, don't worry. I've already contacted uh, Small Print Lyman on that one. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, but here's the thing if you are going to do, a woman's wrestling thing. Right. Give, them, give them their own show. Don't put them on Raw or SmackDown. Take NXT and turn that into like a woman's, like a, almost, I don't want to use the wrong reference, but glow, like how glow was. It's a, You don't have to get goofy with it, but have a legit woman's WWE show. And then if you're that kind of guy that wants to watch that kind of wrestling, there's the show for you. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be a ratings uh, boom, but I doubt it. Uh, nobody wants the to other see night it. on Raw. I mean, there was three women's matches at thirty minutes apiece. Oh, I'm no. like, no. And there, no. there are some female. I think Rhea Ripley is a generationally talented wrestler, man or woman. She is incredible. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair. I, I, I put Becky Lynch. In. There's a handful. Not enough to sustain a whole brand or a whole show. There's way but that's, too much. But that goes back to what Andy just said. Even okay, fine. Then have eight of them, and then you can have the revolving yeah. door and lower end talent. Then, yeah. And, and but build a story with and do it that way. Yeah. I, I don't think you need to have a stable of fifty women's wrestlers. I don't think so. No, I, they I should make the thing NXT is, they, should be all women's wrestling. Yeah, but but here's yeah, just the thing. change the name of it. Change it yeah. to like something. Just have Triple H go in a new direction. Yep. You know, with with a new uh, you know era of wwe and give them their own show yep. let guys that want to watch that watch that and or kids or, or whatever that for a different generation that likes that stuff but don't yep. interrupt in raw shouldn't be three hours it should be two hours the story should continue on the smackdown lean up to the pay-per-view boom 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 done yep. i hated yep. when the paper what got me to stop watching wrestling on the regular with wwe is they had a pay-per-view for smackdown and a pay-per-view for raw no no, no, mm -hmm. no, no, no. But Andy, it, goes, it goes back to what we were talking about before. The, the thing is, it's like if you watch a lot of those AEW interviews and, and promos that they cut, they're not good. They're not good. They, 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 there's no charisma. There's nothing. If you look like at, at some of those promos that they did about two years ago in AEW, and they had Tully Blanchard in the background, he's making these faces and making kind of expressions to kind of make the promo be better, right? Yeah. Yeah. None of these new guys do any of that. No. And the thing mm -hmm. is, is that, the, the, and honestly, I mean, The Rock, Stone Cold, I mean, even Hogan, Macho Man, like those guys are generational talents on the mic. You know, yeah. I, I mean, like in the in Triple H, I mean, he's not really talented anymore. You know, no. he was good on the mic too. But I mean, nobody's as good as like Piper or, or Flair, you mm -hmm. know? Chris, you want to? You got anything to add? Boy, we unraveled a lot in that last ten minutes. That's all I can say. Um, no, I'm with you guys as far as the way too much talent on Raw. Uh, I mean, on, on uh, WWE. Um, 
the shows, I, I loved it in the Attitude Era when Stone Cold was out there on Monday night. Stone Cold was out there on SmackDown. You know, they did have, I remember for a little while, Sunday Night Heat, which once in a while the top mm. guys would make appearances, but it was it was relatively lower, you know, talent. Um, so I would love to see that all like the storylines mesh. And I hate the two like divides, you know, this champions and one champion. I just, you know, I, I'm not with that. Um, as far as the women's wrestling goes, boy, I mean, you know, with, with all the diversity or women's, whatever you want to call it now, you know, you want to put the, whatever these words, I get confused with all these words that they come up with for all these different things and emotions and stuff. So, uh, but um, they would never get rid of this now. I mean, they're going to, uh, what is it when they go down to, to uh, uh, what's it called down uh, um, uh, the Middle East, when they go to the Middle East and they put oh, on July? those shows. Yeah. And they, they try to like, you know, promote like, you know, women can do this too. You know, it does it. They do it in our country. They should be able to do it in yours, type of thing. So it's like, and I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not for three matches on a Monday night, but I love watching some of those women wrestle. Like mm -hmm. Ed said, Charlotte Flair, incredible. You know what I mean? I love watching Lita back in the day. Like mm -hmm. there's some girls that just have it and that can do pretty much as much as what the guys can do. So I do enjoy seeing it. Uh, but you can't just, you know, three matches in a night, for, you know, uh, I, I, you know, you got to limit the time somewhat, I guess. You know what I mean? You just um, not booking talent correctly. Yeah. I mean, that's basically, that's what you're saying, Chris. You're absolutely right. But do you don't, you don't need that roster that big though. You don't need mm. that roster that big. You, you really don't. But um, Tom, you got anything to add before we move on? Well, as far as like, as you just said, with the roster size, I think, letting some of these guys go is going to help. And I think you're starting to see some of those free agents that they they had previously released. All their no-compete uh, clauses are all up now. And in the last two weeks, you've seen Matt Riddle show up in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and oh. he's going to start a feud with uh, – I forgot who it is. It's one of the Japanese uh, champions over there. And then you had Nick Nemeth, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, showed up there, and he – he's going to start a little feud with uh, David Finley in the bullet club, it seems. And he just showed up at the uh, TNA slash impact pay-per-view and he challenged uh, Moose. Moose had won the heavyweight title. And right as he was celebrating the lights go out, Dolph Ziggler showed up behind him and uh, they got in a little bit of a scuffle. He, he knocked him off. He gave him a super kick and stood over him. And it looks oh. like he's going to be there and he's going to start a feud there. So I think, if Impact can get some of these guys, the more competition, the better. I think the WWE and it'll, it'll push AEW, WWE to like up their games a little bit. I mean, WWE is yep. you can see they've upped their game just with how A and E uh, AEW when once A and E uh, AEW got bigger, WWE really picked their game up. So I think if add an Impact and have an Impact add some of these guys, I think it's going to really help the competition. And I think in the end, all the fans will, will win. So uh, one of the things we started last year, and we're going to be – oh, go ahead, Ed, real quick. One last thing to, to add on what you said, add on because Tom's absolutely right. Guess what? In any business, competition is good. Yep. Uh, so we'll put a cap in the wrestling for this week, but I will say Brad and Chris weren't with us last year when we started, and we did uh, Hall of Fame worthy as the list comes out going to WrestleMania. That's going to be awesome. We're going to do that again this year. When they start announcing these wrestlers going in the Hall of Fame, that is one of my Achilles heels. These freaking scrubs mm. that they put in the WWE Hall of Fame, 
my thing is I don't care whether you step foot in the WWE ring or not. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, Abdullah the Butcher is, you know, he's he's had his moments. Never wrestled in the WWE, but he's a legit Hall of Famer because he was box office. That's my my thing. But when you got Coco Beware in there, or the unpredictable Johnny Rods, and that's your that's your measuring stick. It, it, do you put Coco in because of the bird? So we're gonna be getting into that season coming in. So it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. And another thing I'd like to do, maybe. Something to ponder. Every week we should pick an episode if of old school wrestling. We all watch it and then we critique it afterwards. If we could watch them in chronological order and follow the story along, all five of us, and and watch the angles play out for the the younger people on the panel might not have seen some of these good angles, like a cat <laughs> dog getting blinded by the free birds and can't see the birth of his first kid. Great angle. Yeah. Uh, so. Something to think about, fellas. So we're gonna we'll cap it off. Thomas, nope. This is your time. It's your time. Brought to you by Brock Street Brewery. Take it away. All right. Tom's shitty picks is brought to you by Brock Street Brewing Company, located at two forty four Brock Street South in Whitby, Ontario. The brewery is home to a banquet hall, an on site restaurant, and a members lounge. Everything they brew is done in house, including their sours, lagers, and their vodka soda. They have something for everyone. So if you're in Whitby, go check them out and tell them the 1973 podcast sent you. Yeah. Oh, speaking of shitty picks, <laughs> I just want to say a certain someone has been railing for about the last month about his Super Bowl pick. And I don't want to say anything about shitty picks or not, but okay, Brad. Already down the tool, already down the uh, toilet on that one, AC. <laughs> then flush the browns do, do down want, the toilet. Hey, what do you want from me? I didn't watch a game this year. Didn't even turn on the TV and watch that one minute of it. Did pretty well with the picks, I gotta say. But I will take. The, I will jump on that grenade. Now, if if I'm somewhere and I hear good dirt and it's sports related, I'm not supposed to bring it to the podcast. What if it happened? Then I look like a genius, more than I already am. Look, look what, what Brad started drinking your Kool-Aid, and now look what happened. <laughs> so is that, is that your pick for the week? My, no, my, my pick, I'm going to go, there's only one game really left, or two games left for this week. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia game. My, my pick of the week is going to be DeAndre Swift because Philly is hurting right now. A.J. Brown's out for the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts has a fractured thumb. He's going to try to play with it. Uh, Devontae Smith is banged up, so I think the only chance is going to be to try to run the ball. So I think uh, Swift will have a pretty decent game. Tom, AJ uh, Brown deleted all of his Philadelphia Eagles stuff off of his, all of his uh, media accounts today, too. I don't yep. know if anybody saw that or not. Yes. yes yeah, I, I feel like he does that every season, every team, though. He's, he's a little bit of a diva. So You telling me wide receivers are divas, Brad? Is that what you're trying to yeah. tell me? Come hey, on, uh, for Tom, sure. Uh, when you run out of uh, football before baseball starts, you should do some hockey fantasy pick. Just saying. Absolutely. Just saying. Speaking of that, before we move on to your football, foosball, I got a rant about this. I absolutely, growing up, loved the NHL All Star game. That was my thing. Mm. I even said on this podcast that they dropped the ball with the Winter Classic, not making it the All Star game where it's every year, it's outdoors, a different venue. You get the top stars. Everybody will come out to see all the guys play outside. Could do an old-timers game. 
it would be fantastic. The NHL would drop the ball on that. You'd even drop the ball on those jerseys this year. Awful. That is terrible. Looks like Pride Month. That is awful. That Those jerseys are horrible. Did you see them, Tom? Yes. Oh, Absolutely horrible. Oh. Ed, have you seen them yet? I have not seen them. I know Chris uh, has got one on order, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> Whoa. I, I just loaded it up right now on the webpage. I oh. didn't know what they looked like before, surprisingly. They are, um, I'm, a, I'm going on the handheld computer. They're pretty. Machine. They're pretty. Oh, Chris, come on. I know. <laughs> so, Is this I it? Know. The one with like the teal blue or something in it? Yeah, it's teal blue. It looks like it has mm. like a star in the front. Oh. It's, uh, it's uh, They're unique, that's for sure. They totally yeah, those are hard to look at. Yeah, they totally uh, pimped out that uh, that All Star game, but that's my rant. Okay, I'm looking at it for the first time. Oh, there's four of I- them. I'm just gonna say this, uh, Morris. You make me sick when you speak. Yeah, I those are terrible. That. I know that there's two people on this podcast that know what that reference is. From. Yeah, yeah. So let me. Ninety eight dollars. Uh, what a bargain. Yeah, what a bargain. Yep. Get your Swayman while it's still there. Speaking of Swayman. Interesting uh, little comment he made last night. I don't know if you heard when he got named to the All-Star team yesterday, they actually asked him about it and he came out and he seems like he's got some bad blood about the whole arbitration process and how he was in it last year. He didn't really, he said something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, uh, boy, I wish I had, I wish I knew this. I wish I had these uh, this accolade as I went into the arbitration hearing. And then he says, because I heard a lot of things that a player never wants to hear. Which I mean, that's the team's job is to talk the guy down. But it sounds like he might have a little uh, bad blood towards Sweeney in the front office. Yeah, uh, I just know. want to step in here for a second. Uh, sure. Packers are thirty-four, and the Dallas Cowboys are ten. Yeah, oh. I'm watching. Oh, it's going to be like when we did the podcast and the Bruins lost. Yeah, I don't remember that. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's, let's get the gas let's New England when that happened. Let's get the football rants going. Ed, right. let's talk about the Belichick. Let's talk about the Pete Carroll. Let's talk about all that stuff. Yeah. Take it away. I, look, first and foremost, I mean, Belichick is the GOAT. There's no – you can't dispute that. Uh, seven, seven, eighteen, uh, in the playoffs, um, you can always make the debate that, you know, oh, he wouldn't have gotten that without, with, with, you know, without Brady. Well, funny story, he's the one that picked Brady. So the thing about it is, is that he's the one that created Brady. So for all of that, look, it was it was such a wonderful ride for everybody in New England. I mean, we can all remember the uh, the Rod Rusk years of one in fifteen. You know the uh, you know the the stuff back in the early eighties, and you know that, that they had the stadium. Yeah, Sullivan Stadium back when it was you know aluminum benches, and you know um, you know so to have Belichick come in there and to change that whole culture and to have twenty years of just truly greatness. I mean, think about this. They went to nine Super Bowls basically in 20 years, you know, roughly of the 20, you know. I mean, so think about that. So if you do it with the years that he was there with Brady and that type of thing, he essentially went to the Super Bowl half of the time that he was there. I mean, and and all the championships and stuff like that that he won. I mean, he really is the greatest coach of all time, National Hockey League. Uh, I'm going to click it to Saban. I mean, another GOAT. I mean, he really was. He he really – I mean – not everybody loved him, but man, that guy, I mean, he sold you straight. He told you he expect he had expectations and you know, and I mean, I love to see his temper tantrums on the sideline. They were great, you know. 
And uh, just great coaching to see him kind of step away. Um, you know, I mean, I do believe that, you know, he is 72 years old and, you know, he's probably getting a little tired and, you know, I believe that he just bought a new car dealership um, down in Miami. So, you know, it's, it's time for him to, to live on the lake and have a good life. And then Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, another great coach. I mean, think about this. He won a Super Bowl and a national championship. You can't take that away from the man. He's a great coach. So to see three great coaches, you know, step away uh, one way or the other this week, um, it, it really was truly just a sad day for football. And because, I mean, in my opinion, you know, even though one one of the one of them is uh, for pure entertainment only, uh, just saying, uh, you know, I mean, it's hate to see all of them step away. Fellas, chime in. Brett? Yeah, I saw this meme today, and it was like, there's no Saban, there's no Carroll, there's no Frank Beamer, there's no Les Miles, there's no Ed Coach O, Ed O'Geron, uh, there's no Urban Meyer. I mean, the list was extensive, and it was like, fellas, your childhood is over. I was like, There's oh. no more Aunt Jemima bottles. Yeah, because they, they got canceled. No more Land right? Lakes anymore. No more Land of Lakes. Yeah, but I was like, man, that is so accurate and sad at the same time. But also at the same time, like, college football is different now. None of those guys can compete in this new landscape. The NIL deals have changed college football. I know the purists are like, oh, the kids are going to play for the love of the game. That's why it's so much better than than the NFL. Well, look, man, now they're they're not playing for the love of the game anymore. They're trying to get paid in college, which they should. If the school's making money, go watch that Johnny Manziel documentary, how much money A&M made off of Johnny Manziel. How oh, much absolutely. money did Manziel get out of those deals? Nothing. Zero. He went and sold his That's own shit. That's he right. started he his own NIL. That's where he made all that money. Yep. That's he started his own NIL deals. He did because it was illegal back then. Um, and so like uh Quinshawn Junkins just left Ole Miss to go play, hopped in the portal, go play for Ohio State. And you know, the rumor is like it's about money. And as a, a college running back, I've talked about this with Ed. You know, these dudes get used up in college, they get a rookie deal in the NFL, they do really well in the NFL, maybe for three or four years, and they're done. Nobody will pay them, and they wind up bouncing around for for pocket change. Um, so now these, these young guys they're they're trying to get paid. Um, Archie Manning is the highest, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in college. He doesn't even start. <laughs> he makes more than Brock Purdy. Let that sink in. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I I think Saban and a lot of these old old school heads, man, like college football is not is it's not what it is anymore. So Tom, that was. Great point, Brad. That's what I was going to bring up with these older coaches can't really control these kids anymore with the NIL oh. and the transfer portal. So it's it's harder and harder for these new guys, these old guys, I should say, to uh, control them. And I think that's why you're seeing all these schools go with the really young guys. And as far as Belichick, he's not going to be out of a job for long. Somebody will. No, I, not with what's going on this afternoon. I, I, he's, he's going to get hired very quickly. I don't think he's going to go with Dallas only because I don't think he and Jerry Jones would be able to coexist. And I mean, he Belichick and, and uh Kraft's son, Jonathan were, were, they had an expose came out in the last week or two and Jonathan Kraft and Belichick couldn't stand each other. And I don't think, I think Jerry Jones and his son are a hundred times more, I won't say flamboyant, but more involved and hands-on than the Kraft. So I think, uh, I think I don't think he's going to end up there. I think they'll end up going with maybe even Dan Quinn. I don't know, but I mean, you never know. But well, uh, allegedly, Belichick was in, was in Vegas last night with Brady. Well, that's the funny thing because it's everybody talks about how their big feud, and then it'd be funny if uh, Brady ended up hiring them. I mean, granted, Brady only had a small percentage in the team, but I mean, it's still uh, a percentage. It's more than we have. So 
But as far as Pete Carroll, I feel bad for him because he just now you could tell that they kind of pushed him out because he came out the next day and said the decision wasn't made by football people. It was made by the uh, he, he kind of made it sound like the owners don't know anything about football and kind of pushed him out the door. Now, he's 71, 72 years old, so I don't know if he'd who, who's going to take a chance on him. But I think still think he could uh, he could help somebody out. He's got a lot. A lot of he's got that college enthusiasm, but I don't know if he'd want to go back to the college route. Chris, yeah, uh, since my microphone's matching the NHL jerseys right now, I guess uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, anyway, Belichick, Jesus, I was hoping he would stay around as a coach or something. I don't know if you guys know my history at all about football. Yeah, I'm a 49er fan. Okay, and um, you and you can't pass the Corey check, but go ahead. Definitely not. One reason why I'm a 49er fan, if you don't know this, my brother and my uncle were bandwagon jumpers, okay? And the nine, uh, you know, the 80s when the Patriots in the 90s absolutely sucked ass. I grew up watching San Francisco 49ers. So that's why I have San Francisco jerseys. But at heart, I'm still, I'm I'm a Bruins fan. I'm a Celtics fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. Um, So, like, at heart, I still like my Patriots. Uh, it, It it bothers me to see him go. I wish he would have stood as, you know, find someone else to do the GM work, have him just coach the team. I think that's where he's uh, best at, unfortunately. It seems like that's done and over with. I don't know much about Pete Carroll. Um, don't remember barely him coaching. I know he coached a little bit for the Patriots and all that. I remember his time with Seattle very well. Uh, I think he's like, what, third or fourth oldest coach in the NHL, I mean, in the NFL right now, which is kind of crazy, but. These guys will find jobs elsewhere if they need to, you know, I think. Um, and as far as Saban goes, what has he got? Seven national championships, six with the roll tide or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's three studs, you know what I mean? All roll tide. Just, you know, they're, they're off. Brad, roll tide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is there oh, any, tr- any truth to the rumor with the football talk that Deion Sanders is going to Alabama? No, Alabama hey, hired the coach. coach. Okay. They hired the Washington coach. Yeah, they hired okay. the guy out of Washington. <laughs> out of two two successful seasons and a, a trip to the Natty. Now he's already already uh, in Alabama. So gotcha. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, but yeah. you know a lot of the players from Alabama and Washington all hit the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see what, what happens over the next couple months. Okay. Uh one quick thing before we move on, uh, football talk. You guys wanted to rant about the national championship really quick. Ed? I thought it was a great game. Michigan came out and they and they just stomped Washington. And and, and the thing about it is, is that they pushed them all around. And uh, I thought that Michigan deserved to win. And for all these naysayers that said, well, they cheated, wow, 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 all this stuff, all this. Bottom line is, is that funny story? They played better after they got caught for cheating. Tell me that. How does that work? They beat Washington, they beat Alabama, and they beat Ohio State. How does that work? Tell me how that works if you're cheating, that they played better. So I, I don't I don't believe it. And the thing is, is like I will say this, that kid Penix from Washington, man, that kid, big, big heart. Man, they mm-hmm. hit him every chance that they can. I think that they showed a stat that when he – at one point he dropped back 17 times, and I believe that they hit him 12 times. I mean – that's not a lot of time, and he stood in the whole game, and he was taking shots the whole game. So uh, Washington did come to play. Michigan just was the better team, and uh, they showed that they were the better team, beating Ohio State, being Al- beating Alabama, regardless of whether or not that, it, that they beat Alabama in overtime or not. It doesn't matter. Uh, they beat them. 
And um, then they beat, they won the national championship game. So, uh, you know, kudos to Jim Harbaugh and his staff. Uh, you know, I mean, I think it was, I think it was a great game. And I, and that's how I felt like it was going to turn out. Yeah. Screw all these naysayers cheating, all this bullshit. God, it, we all know this happened. If you're an actual fan, we all know this shit happens all the time. What's the difference from, he could have had, he could have had anybody could have had his uncle, his brother-in-law, someone that nobody knows in the stands taking pictures of these signals, doing whatever, like, come on guys. Like, this happens all the time. It's cheating, bullshit, and suspensions. Good for him. Glad he won it. I liked it when he was with the nine. He's a good man. Good for him. I was hoping he was going to pull it off and give the middle finger right to those suspensions. <laughs> good for him. Thomas? Oh. Yeah, he uh, – now the Harbaugh watch starts because he's – supposedly he's met with one team in the NFL already, and he's got two interviews lined up. So he may be uh, – <sighs> He may be done with Michigan. Who knows? It, I th I have a feeling he may jump ship. Yes, mm. Chargers, it looks like uh, he had an interview with or he's going to interview with the Chargers. Oh, I did not know that. So uh, you guys ready to put a pin in this football talk for this week and uh, move on and start wrapping yep. things up? Sure. All right. So, Thomas, we're kicking it back to you. Talking right. about one of our favorite spots. Go ahead. This week's album of the week is brought to you by Purchase Street Records, located at 53 Pope's Island, Unit 2, New Bedford, Mass. Or you can go online and visit them on Facebook. They have a Facebook page. And they have a purchase purchasestrecords.com. Purchase Street Records is Southern New England's largest independent record store. Back to you. So we'll do a quick uh, shout-out. Where everybody get a little chance to get something in, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for the week. Um, Ed, what do you got? Well, I'm just gonna go out here way out. I'm going way out on a limb here for a couple of things. First one is gonna be, uh, don't forget to eat your peanut butter Snickers. Eat both squares, please. Uh, you know, check out Steve the Shark. Uh, check it out. They're delicious. Anyway, I think they're just circling back honestly about the whole Belichick thing. Um, I really think it was just – it was so great, a great time to be alive as a New England Patriots fan coming from where we came from back, you know, back starting in the early 80s for me. And it was it was just – it was it was sad to see him go. I do believe that Robert gave him a really good send-off. Um, and I think that it was just uh, – you know, it was time. And um, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that all the uh, – as other people from the New England area will say, the Pink Cats don't know what they had. So – Brad, you got anything? Um, no. Uh, I just want to go finish this game and, uh, you know, uh, maybe you're gonna cry in the corner. So, uh, Chris. Oh, we lost Chris. He's on His, mute. He doesn't yeah, know it. My bad. <laughs> I, I had something stuck in my throat from earlier. I had to clear. Oh, I bet. Remember yeah, this right? PG. Uh, so two quick shout-outs. One, we'll Good give show. it to Brado over here. You know, hey, they look like they're going to put up another seven. You never know. The game's not over. Don't don't commit suicide yet. We're good. We're good. <laughs> not All right. yet. All right. Uh, and the other, I'm going to do a quick shout-out to the power skater. Uh, my son today, we had um, – we had a half sheet of practice, um, but we had a lot of people away from uh, vacation stuff. So um, I think I had like eight kids, seven or eight kids today at practice. I was by myself running it. I joined up with the other coach on the, on the other half of the ice. I said, hey, let's run a full sheet here. And he was like, yeah, sure. So we ran a full sheet. 
it was peewees with squirts is fine you know they hung in there it was great um my son wore the one pound on each skate and uh <laughs> let's just say he got his workout he wasn't he wasn't joking he got off the ice and he was i don't know if he was exaggerating a little bit but he was kind of like oh my life full ice imagine we're doing like full ice drills we're skating hard the whole time so for him to start off with a full ice sheet and 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 with those two pounds on uh, you know one pound on each skate worked his ass off he came off the ice covered in sweat he was limping when he got home i don't know if he was trying to uh, exaggerate that to mom so mom can coddle him. Uh, but um, <laughs> anyway, it worked. I'm happy with it. I neglected to take pictures. I'll get that done uh, next time we get out there on the ice. But um, so far, good feedback. He's all excited too. He's like, yeah, I can feel my legs getting hard already. Like, all right, sure they are. <laughs> but hey, if that's the placebo effect that's going to work, go for it. I'm all, I'm all for all right, it. So right. I'm going to yeah. watch that skate speed, see if you can pick it up a little bit, and I'm excited for the next Hey, don't weeks. forget the uh, promo code 1973 for uh, the skate uh, weight for Power Skater. Uh, we need to talk more about that as the weeks go on, Ed, uh, about cool. the promo code. And uh, I'm going to save time for last. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy, Tuffy. Just turned 14 years. He's on the retirement tour. Getting a little emotional around the Halloween episode. Still kicking. He's eating raw nice. food. He's on the carnivore diet. So all he's eating is raw hamburger. And we're cooking it up for him every day. And he's 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 coming around that last turn. But he's still with us. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too emotional on this. Talking about the, uh, the furry friends around the house. But, uh... 14 years with that guy. It's been a great, uh, great journey with him. And Tom, you're going to bring us home for the end of this episode. What do you got? I'm, I don't really have anything too much, but I just want to say, I want to give a shout out to all the crazy ass people that are out running and training for the Boston marathon around this area right now, because the last week and a half, it's been rainy, snowy. The wind's been blowing like 40, 50 miles an hour. And these bastards are still out there running and training. So, I mean, uh, more power to them because I know I would never be out there. I'd be running on the treadmill, if anything. But uh, shout out to them. Okay. So that's it. Episode 48. Little little deep dive. We're deep diving. We're doing new things. We're creating new content. We'll be here next week. And thanks for everybody for watching. Keep keep watching. You never know what you're gonna see. Oh, you never know what you're gonna hear, I should say. Later. <laughs> Later. Later. Thank you, everybody.